0: I am Ananya Oli and I'll be the host for today for the third episode of the podcast series "Unsolved mysteries Today we have with us Manav Shah and he is going to be talking about Zodiac Killer.
1: Hello everyone, this is Manav Shah. I am going to describe an interesting story about a Zodiac Killer and why he was not found as has been previously described by Ananya. Uh, let's start with December 20, 1968 around 10 15 pm 17 uh, year old uh, david and 16 year old patty uh, parked at a gravel turnoff sadly the teenager sweethearts never made it home after that date they were found shot to death uh, shortly after 11 pm uh, thus began the reign of terror by the zoria killer from december 1968 through october 1969 uh serial killer uh, serial killer who uh, came to be known as the Zodiac killer from the cryptic letters he sent to the press, uh, plagued the uh, California Bay Area.
0: That was indeed a chilling introduction to the tale. I'm really baffled by it. But you just mentioned that he wrote letters. Why then, despite all the clues that he dropped in these letters, why is it that he was never found?
1: Yeah, uh, despite his uh, brazen crimes and his clues to the authorities, the Zoria killer was never caught. A number of suspects have been named by the law enforcement and amateur investigators over the years, but there has been no definitive proof as to who the Zuriya killer was. There are a lot of uh, reasons why Zuriya killer was never found, but uh, let me give you a quick rundown of the depraved acts that made him so notorious. Um, Nearly seven months after the murders in the Benicia, So, Zodiac Killer struck again on July 4th, 1969.
0: Struck again? Did he still get away with it? Even after they had a list of probable suspects? I mean, they must have been alerted about the crime. I would be amazed if he got away with it.
1: Mm, Well, uh, you are in a surprise then. Another young man and woman, uh, Michael Mejo and Daryl Farin, were shot in a Vallejo. California around midnight as they sat in a car parked at a golf course. The killer actually called the police from a payphone at about 12.40 a.m. and reported the double murder, also mentioning that he had killed the kids last year in deference to the Bahanishia slayings.
0: I'll be honest with you, this sounds a lot like self-reporting from Among Us. What <laughs> yeah. happened then?
1: Yeah, uh, major survived the attack, but wasn't able to provide a description to the police. Uh, on July 31st, 1969, the Zurich was sent to three local newspapers, the San Francisco Chronicle, the San Francisco Examiner, and the Vallejo times herald
0: That does seem to be a recurring theme, if I may say so, in a number of unsolved cases. I'm intrigued now, uh, what happened next?
1: Mm, uh, each of these letters contained the confession of the two murders and one-third of a cipher. Uh, when amazed and cracked, the cipher discussed how much the Zoria killer liked killing on September 27, 1969, came the third attack. One evening, two police students, Brian uh, Hartnell and uh, Cecilia Shefford were relaxing by the shore of the lake, uh, somewhat near to California, when they were approached by a man wearing a homemade executioner's mask. He claims to be an escaped prison to uh, convict who was trying to get to the Mexico.
0: And that escaped convict was Jack the Ripper, right? Why did he attack college students? I mean, they seem to be different from his general target age range.
1: He needed the students' money and the car. He tied them up and then without warning, pulled out a knife and stabbed them. Then, uh, he used a marker to vandalize Brian's car, uh, memorizing his killing before making his escape again. The killer called the police from a payphone to alert them about the attack. Meanwhile, uh, good Samaritans had found the victims and they were rushed to the hospital. Miraculously, the Hartner survived the stabbing. A fourth attack happened on October 11th in summer 1969 in Presidio Heights, area of San Francisco. The Zoria killer shot a cab driver, Paul sting and then cut off and stole a part of cabby's bloody shirt.
0: That is gruesome and brutal. But where do the letters come into it?
1: From then on, the killer sent taunting letters to the press and the police, referring to himself as a zodiac and discussing the mystical and intellectual biases of his motivation for the killings. He also provided unknown details of his crimes, made threats and offered puzzles and mm-hmm. coded clues to future murder plot twists twice. He even included pieces of sin's bloody shirt with his letters as proof. The fourth attack was the final one.
0: Well, so how did the media react to it? And more important than that, how did the normal masses react to it?
1: Hmm. Um, For the next five years, the Zodiac Killer continued to send letters to the media and authorities until 1974. Though uh, he may have sent correspondence until 1978, no one can be sure if all the messages received really came from the killer. Over time, the authorities have interviewed nearly 2.5k people uh, regarding the crimes due to the killer's communication with newspapers, uh, which somewhat senselessly you know, printed his letters. The public was highly interested in the Zodiac killer. Even today, tips still pour in the people have confessed by being the Zodiac killer and made accusations to authorities that various family man- members or colleagues were the Zodiac killer.
0: I see, and the cryptic clues that you talked about earlier—what happened to them?
1: Well, uh, internet groups pour over every detail of the crimes in the attempt to crack the killer's identity. So far, only one of the four pictograms sent by killer has never been decoded. One of the three unsolved puzzles uh, allegedly provides the name of the Zodiac killer.
0: Well, despite all of these clues and the close encounters that a lot of people had, why was he never identified? I mean, is there a specific reason for it?
1: Mm, uh, Quite a lot of them, actually. Uh, Number one, the locations the murder took place in, the Zodiac Killer murdered his victims during the course of about a year or um, a wide-ranging area. The first two murders took place seven months apart in Benicia in Uh, California through the two murders were less than five miles apart. They were in different municipalities and uh, were uh, therefore investigated by different police departments as was the third attack near Napa and the fourth attack in San Francisco. Four separate jurisdictions with different processes uh, separately worked the cases during a time when each police department wasn't entirely into itself.
0: Well, that does make a sense. But uh, how did the f- police force function in this case? I mean, all of these crimes, as you said, occurred in different localities and so different officials were working in different jurisdictions. So how did a lot of different jurisdictions
1: Well, uh, that brings us to second reason. Uh, a variety of police mistakes were made with the Zoria cases during the Zoria killer's final attack. Witnesses called the police to alert them uh, of a cab driver being shot by a middle aged white male on the first um, uh, report over the police radio. The operator described the shooter as a black male. Because of the mistaken description, two officers ignored a white man who crossed their paths as they were arriving to the crime scene. In one of his letters, the Zoya Killer Center swatched of the cabbie's blood-stained shirt and taunted the police for the mistake in not apprehending him when they had the chance, an ongoing mistake that all the jurisdictions were guilty of was a lack of information sharing. During the 1960s, there was very little uh, interagency cooperation. Different jurisdictions were uh, possessions of their case. Um, red tape and egos got in the way, even when the police wanted to share case files, it was harder to share back then
0: given the technological advancements of that time. I'm not surprised that communication was an issue.
1: That is absolutely true. And that is also reason why Zodiac Killer wasn't caught. The time period during the Zodiac Killer spree, there was no ease of sharing information via technology. There were no fax machines, no computers, no cell phones, no AFIs, uh, automated fingerprint identification system. Also, the police may have had too much information in trouble parsing it. Uh, once the miraculous correspondence was published, the police were uh, in, uh, inundated with a wide variety of tips from the public beyond all the technology and software which helps police gather data and analyze cases. Modern forensics was still in its uh, infancy. Crime scenes investigation CSI was minimal and the evidence collected wasn't well preserved.
0: Well, given that this case was widely discussed about, were there any instances where civilians got involved in the procedure or obstructed it in any way?
1: Mm. Um, since then, pieces of evidences have been endlessly handled by the police. The Zodiac case was so popular and had developed such a mystic that evidence was sort of by sought out by curious authorities not directly working on the case. Over the years, evidence has been rifled through, uh, taken home by uh, retiring cops who wanted to continue to work the case and even stolen as uh, souvenirs. Of course, uh, DNA testing wasn't yet possible at that time of crimes. Since then, authorities have uh, attempted to perform DNA tests on some items known to have been handled by the Zodiac killer, such as stamps from the letters and A lot of other things.
0: I have to say, this sounds more like an obstacle than a contribution to the case. What about any DNA evidence being recovered?
1: Mm -hmm. Uh, Unfortunately, since the evidence was poorly collected and has since degraded, uh, investigators haven't yet been able to build a complete DNA profile from collected materials. However, uh, testing is uh, continuing also hampering the investigations was the fact that uh, serial killers were poorly understood. During the late 1960s, the FBI was beginning to study the behavior of serial killers and to profile them. Most police departments simply were not experienced with uh, these types of crimes and had not set uh, processes for working serial murders with unconnected victims that seemingly had little or almost no motive.
0: Uh, But wouldn't this make him and his technique stand out and thus make him more dangerous and more of a threat to the general public?
1: Well, no. Uh, Four, it's been hard to identify the uh, killer because he had a uh, fairly low victim count. In one of his uh, letters to the media, the Zodiac Killer claimed to have uh, murdered 37 victims. Uh, officials can only confirm seven victims, four men and three women. Uh, with two of these uh, men surviving, their attempted murders in a dispute one of the four murders that were possibly committed by Zodiac Killer and one more survivor. The low body count make it hard for police to establish patterns when it came to the killer. Um, serial killer uh, tend to use the same method to murder, each time refining the techniques based on the previous crimes. Uh, Also, they tend to pick the same types of victims. The serial killer both stabbed and shot his victims and preyed on couples and uh, singles in his letters. The killer threatened to blow up various locations and even included instructors for making a bomb, showing that he was well acquainted with how explosive worked. Uh, Usually the method of killing is very professional to a serial killer and while they alter it as needed, they rarely switch it to altogether different method of murder.
0: Well, keeping track of such a criminal with such different tactics does sound really tedious from the point of view of a police official. Anyways, with this, I think it is time to wrap up the discussion.
1: Yeah, uh, I had a great time talking to you and being on the show.
0: Well, I was really glad to have you here.
1: Okay, then bye listeners and host.
0: Well, till the next installment, listeners, keep digging and keep exploring. Goodbye, everyone. Goodbye, Manav.
1: Goodbye.